All right, guys. Time for another Titans talk. We're all here together. It is obviously NFL draft time. Guys, what an amazing day yesterday. I know you've heard over and over. If you weren't down here, it was like I've been to music. I've been to Bonnaroo. I've done the whole thing. I don't know that I've been to an event like that, guys. This was the biggest party in the South. This is insane. This is unequivocally the best NFL draft that will ever be. I like that. I like Nashville being associated with with greatness, and it is, and everybody. I don't think it's just the the homers saying that. I mean, I I think we put people on notice. Everybody in this country wants to come visit Nashville, but I just love for the last two days, three days, it's been sports center. It's been nonstop Nashville, and I I don't think we could have represented ourselves better. Yeah, I mean, Schefter, you know, put it like, you know, it's out of the water, and even – during the draft last night, um, Michael Urban said, you know what, this is un- unlike anything else. Appreciate Philly and Dallas and Chicago, but this this draft has blown them away, and I couldn't agree more. It was just the amount of people, <laughs> I've never seen that many people that close. And I, I've touched so many sweaty people last night, way worth it, uh, you know, to see it all and take it all in. I saw one of the official counts is at least over 130,000. And Philly peaked at about 100,000, I think, for round one. So I know the guys on OTP, uh, they do a good job. They're, they're, they're a bit into hyperbole. They were saying 200 I, I think 200 I think 200K, I'd buy it. I think eventually we'll get, like, hopefully, a count from somebody. And it, it seemed like, obviously, in 2017, we're in Philly. That was a big crowd. If you were, if you were to really press me on who I could turn around and see, I'd say 75,000 people that night. They were there more. And I would say there were at least, it was at least 50% bigger than that. Oh, easily. Well, I, would, yeah. I would say. Yeah, and Philly was more spread out because we actually had room to sit down in the grass and chill in between picks. Yeah. And Broadway, you just packed right. together. I mean, based on how close I was in that whole crowd, I easily think it could hit 200K with how many people were crammed per per inch. I mean, it was unreal. Yeah. We didn't see commerce. We didn't right. see – because you guys – I left briefly and tried to come back. And like I said, I've been to, I went to Bonnaroo seven straight years until the last few years – and of course, we were in Philly. It reminded me more of Bonnaroo than it did the draft at Philly. When we were going down, you could always move. Like you were saying, there was more space. You could always move in Philly. In Bonnaroo, if you don't get down to see the show, you don't get down to the right tent. It's just it just tightens up. Usually, you I know, like your pun there. Like yeah, tightens it tightens up, up. <laughs> right? Like thirty minutes before a show. I tried to get back to these guys two hours before. I tried to get back to them at 5 p.m. It wasn't happening. I was 40 feet. We were like rock bottom right there on Broadway. It wasn't happening. I yeah. haven't seen a crowd like that, and it was great. So if you guys weren't able to come last night, uh, come tonight. It's going to be a blast. Usually the second round, we're in Philly. By pick 45, it sort of was like, okay, who are these guys? Y'all tell me if I'm wrong. There are so many skill position players on the board. It didn't go exactly like we predicted, but they took the big boys last night because that's the talent in this draft. Guys, are, do you think this is going to be a bit higher profile just because there are so many skill position players left? I think I think this has to be higher profile because one cornerback went, and it wasn't even cornerback one, Greedy Williams. Two receivers went. Drew Locke is still there. Only one running back went. Like you said, it was really heavy on the trenches, just lineman, 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 offensive tackle, mm-hmm. center, defensive tackle, defensive end, linebacker. It was all the big boys. Yeah, I think one thing where we're going to look back on this draft, we're going to say, yeah, that was really deep with, with pass rushers. But I think across the board, we're going to say that draft was just deep, period. Every yeah. position, there's a really good handful of guys. I mean, 
you know, there were some guys last night that I didn't think had a shot at the top round one. But, but you know, a lot of people went. There were – we're going to look back in, and think a lot of things. I think we'll look back this as maybe top-heavy. No. Depth? Yeah. I, I think there were I think there were 30, 32 good players picked last night. And I think I think there's some high character guys in this draft. I think we're going to look back and see – uh, this this upgraded the, the the NFL. Obviously, we talk about the other stuff that we don't spend a lot of time talking about on this podcast because you hear it other places. But I think the NFL added some some character last night, without a doubt. I, yeah, yeah, yeah. Your boy Wilkins. I was yeah, just gonna say, and, and yeah. we get these guys best side. But some of these guys, like you can't fake, you know, getting a degree, getting two degrees, uh, the stuff these guys have done in the community. So I'm excited where the NFL is headed culturally. Let's talk about the Titans and talk about our pick. Uh, we, there's some other uh, really good podcasts out there. You guys probably listen to them too, like we do. We, we love our team. We're not overly negative, but we're not going to pull any punches. So when we were watching it, we saw Simmons at 19. My first thought was something has to be up with Montez Sweat because we really need a pass rusher, an edge rusher. He's a guy we thought would go top 10. Reports came out that maybe his heart condition isn't actually a thing. It might have been a false positive. So I was sitting there thinking, we're going to get a great pass rusher here. And then we didn't. And and then he fell several more picks. So I feel like there's something up that we, the fans, don't know. Yeah, yeah I think so, too. I mean, something's got to be up because he was my guy. I wanted to pick him. You know, he was my dream pick at 19. And, you know, my snap reaction with, with Simmons, yeah, he's a great player. I just get nervous picking a player with with such a big injury. Um, you know, especially a kid like him who wants to do right, he's going to rehab it, and he's—I'm worried—he's going to push his rehab, and he's going to—he's he, going to hurt himself even more. But for the value, this kid outside of the injury, he would have been a top five pick. So it's really hard to argue that kind of value at pick nineteen. But you know, like Landon said, I, I was—I was ready to order my Montez Sweat jersey. We we know that the ACL injury dynamic has changed even in the last decade. But that being said, I'm not going to lie to you and say that it's it's anticlimactic to think about. Yeah, we may see this guy start running at the end of training camp. We may see him. It isn't anticlimactic. But I talked to a fan yesterday, and he said it deadpan. We all say in J-Rob we trust, right? That's a thing that our fan base says. But has he nailed them all? No. Does he have credibility within his fan base? Um, I, I think that's good enough for me to feel good about Simmons. Uh, there are other fan bases that had to deal with a lot more head scratchers. I, I'm telling you, I don't like things at people's expenses, but I could watch all day the reaction of, and I don't think this kid's a bad player, of the Raiders pick at four. Did you, have y'all seen some of those memes mm-hmm. and stuff as like oh, the yeah. Raiders fans are? And they were out and, and well represented. We all know they have a, an excellent fan base. The looks on those guys' faces before they kind of came to and started cheering was like, wait, what? Yeah, like who was on the board and we picked? It wasn't that. Yes, yeah, Sweat, but it's, there's something up uh, with Sweat, and we know that. And at the end of the day, J. Rob knows what he's doing. And is this guy the next uh, Javon Curse? No. Is he the next Drake? Is he maybe not? But I think he's got a pretty high floor because I think J. Rob does his job. What do y'all think? I think so. Yeah, I, I, as long as he's not a Kevin Dodd, I, I, I think we're okay. Right. I'm I'm completely fine with this pick. I think he was probably like the eighth best player and to get him at 19 and assuming he doesn't rush back and re-injures his ACL and messes up his health if he comes back bit into the season that's a great addition because we'll already be playing we're already going to start getting into our groove 
maybe trying to make a playoff push, and then we get our first-round pick back on the field. Everybody knows I'm a homer when it comes to Nashville, and this is this is the best town. Everybody <laughs> thinks this. I, I do believe every NFL team has a good medical staff. The guys that are physicians in this town, Vanderbilt and Baptist, uh, they are world-class because they, they get educated in amazing places, and they want to come here and lash, na- live in Nashville like the rest of us. The level of care that these players get, I feel confident about this guy coming back and maybe even being better than ever. And so the ACL, from a long-term standpoint, I don't really worry about. That's enough about last night. It was amazing. We all know that. Guys, what we want to talk about and what you guys want to hear tonight, to me, it's first-round part B because these skilled position players, the guy, the needs that we have um, – you know, interior offensive linemen, there was a run on those guys. Uh, there's still some good ones available in this second tier. Some really good skill position players for you, you guys that are really kind of have your fingers crossed for a receiver or a playmaker. So, guys, let's get right to it. First of all, Landon, who are the top 10 or so guys just from a talent basis left on the board here? Greedy Williams, cornerback, LSU. Couldn't believe he's still there. Insane. 4.3. I don't care if he can or can't tackle. That kid is so good. I was shocked he didn't go. Sorry, go ahead. DK Metcalf, freaky wide receiver. Probably going to go pretty early tonight. Jawan Taylor, weirdest fall of the draft. Cody Ford, bit of a fall. Byron Murphy, bit of a surprise he didn't go in the first. A.J. Brown kind of feels around. Right pick Drew Locke. I really thought wow. someone was going to trade up for him. We could spend an yeah. entire entire podcast. I mean, this guy has fifty starts in the SEC. I, whatever his issue is, I couldn't see. I, I didn't know. I don't. I don't think the guy's the next um, Tom Brady or anything. But the guy has talent. The guy's vetted out. I liked his body language last night. Oh, it was weird. Some of these guys, you can tell they just go within themselves or whatever. He seemed like he was watching yeah. as a fan. He was loose. I, I know that doesn't make or break him, but there's somebody. Yeah. Somebody is having every one of these 32 teams have been doing nothing but had their heads lowered all day, talking scenarios. Locke's going to find a home, and it's going to be soon, right, guys? Yeah, he was cool, calm, and collected. And I'm yeah. sure every GM, you know, we've, they already had their thoughts about him, but just seeing how he reacted last night, you know, they have to feel better about taking him. And I, I, I don't think it'll be long before he hears his name come off the board. Landon, you've got two more guys on your list, and they might be the two best. Eric McCoy, center from Texas A&M. One of my dream picks for us at 51 just because interior offensive linemen need we have, but it doesn't seem likely how many linemen are just going right now. Then finally, probably my favorite favorite play in the entire draft, Hakeem Butler, wide receiver, Iowa State. Giant dude, just ragdolls defenders. He's got so much upside. What what our listeners care about and what we care about is 51 and 82. That, that's what you're listening for. Not every one of our listeners. I, I, we have a listener that I talked to yesterday, and he was great. He said, you know what? You guys are educating me about who I need to be rooting for, right? And when we do, we spend our time, and, and you guys think we do. We just want to make this team better, and we want to find Titans. And it's like... It's like other franchises, you fit a mold. And that's what I like about how we've done, especially recently. You kind of know a Titan when you see it. Uh, and it's because of our strong culture. Our players uh, are most responsible for that. That being said, guys, who do you want? Give me two or three guys. Who do you want at 51? Like, who who should our guys be 
absolutely have their fingers crossed for that's going to fall in these next, in what is it going to be, 18 picks in the second round? 18 picks. So, Landon, you know this stuff as well as anybody I know. Who should we be praying for? One, Hakeem Butler, just because it seems like the consensus is he's around 60, high 50. So, if you go off that, then he's expected to be there. Elkton Jenkins, center, Mississippi State, a guy I took in our seven-round mock. I think he's a bit below McCoy and these other top interior linemen, but he's much more realistic of a pick there. And then Jalen Ferguson, bigger edge rusher from Louisiana Tech. We still need an edge rusher, so and he's one of the best ones that have a realistic shot of being there. Obvious need. Landon, I couldn't agree with you more. Um, especially about Ferguson. I, I, I like Butler, but I, I, I wouldn't mind us waiting until the third round to get a receiver. So if I had my dream scenario uh, for our picks, I would like to see us take um, either McCoy or McGovern um, in the second round and then take somebody like Paris Campbell if he's there in the third. If Butler's there, I don't think he will. He, he, he probably won't be there. but He if, shouldn't be. If, if Butler's there in the third, I would be throwing my jersey on stage to try to get him. Um, and then, you know, after that, I think I think two guys that are uh, kind of equal with me right now with where I would want, and, you know, obviously we're t- talking a little bit further, but fourth round, um, probably a, a, the best edge rusher, which may be Jalen Ferguson if he's there, or uh, Jachai Polite from Florida. I think, I think they're both going to be my target guys to get after we identify an offensive lineman and a receiver. So I know a lot of our fan base wanted to see a guard last night, but I think our I think our front office did a good job of of not forcing the issue. Honestly, yes. um, I I honestly think they could might have picked uh, Lindstrom last night from Boston College. He went fourteenth to the Falcons. The Falcons are a team. They had some injury issues. They have to. They think they're Super Bowl contenders, even though uh, they didn't make the playoffs. They were all in and. Y- Obviously, you saw them trade back in for another offensive lineman, the other first. Um, so we just didn't have that opportunity, and I'm glad we didn't force the issue. Uh, I was proud of him for that. Um, like I had thought before, Bradbury, as good of a player as he was, I know he was sort of the not consensus, but the most guy I'd seen my, most. I thought he was early um, for 19. I think we're playing the board right. And guys, don't be surprised if if the guard doesn't come until the third round. Uh, I'm just going to prep our fan base if the right guy is there. But I think we're going to see a guy or two here come off, and then there's going to be another probably seven or eight guys that are going to be about the same. So I I really think we're going to go best player available here. Um, Is wide receiver an absolute killer need for this team? No, we can make it. But could you imagine a third down with a ready-to-play receiver? And I'm going to tell you guys, there's, there's four or five of them left that are ready to contribute to an NFL team. And then you give Humphreys, and we're talking um, the fourth year of Corey Davis, third year of Corey Davis, and a hopefully healthy, ready-to-go Delaney Walker. You're going to tell me A.J. Brown and those three guys on third down doesn't just sound amazing to you? All right, guys, so this is a little tougher to predict because we don't have a list of who's going to be there. 82 is extremely important. Obviously, you want your first three picks to be starters. We've talked a lot about how we actually think it's going to be a guard here. So, what, what are you hoping for? Who who should our listeners be uh, praying for at 82, Lan? Well, assuming we don't go wide receiver in the second, I personally think that 
We should bring this Tennessee boy back home. Woo. We got to bring Jalen Hurd back to Tennessee. <laughs> Come back home. You know, there's not a great track record for uh, University of Tennessee receivers um, uh, as Tennessee Titans, but um, he is a mold breaker if there ever was one. I know we fall in love with that and we like that. Every now and then it does happen, guys, and I really like more than just being a, a guy from here and and all that, I, I think he'd be an intriguing fit because he can play multiple positions and he's physically so uh, – could be so dominant. I, I would love to see that, John. Oh, I, I 100% agree. Uh, I think he could be a really, really interesting pick. And, you know, when we originally talked about it, we were talking about him maybe in the fifth or sixth rounds, and I think he's just one of those players where wherever you have him slotted, you're going to have to reach to get him because he – athletes like that, they go. So I think he'd be a great pick. I also wouldn't mind seeing somebody like like Paris Campbell or if we decide to go edge rusher, if we go with Polite from Florida or or Ferguson. Um, I, I think those could be two really a couple of really solid picks in the third round. Landon, is there a possibility Bobby Evans, the excellent guard for Oklahoma, who I think would be a good fit for us at right guard? He's just he's just a big ugly. He's just a road grader. He's he's got a mean streak. Is there a chance we could see him at eighty uh, two? Maybe I think. For us, among the guys that could be there at 82, I think he's a couple down the list. He's, I'd probably say he's like maybe third or fourth best. And with how many offensive linemen and linemen in general are just flying, flying off the board so far, he may be the best. He may be the best offensive lineman at our pick by the end of the third. There's uh, there these guys aren't being made uh, like they used to even 10 or 15 years ago in in college football. I know John, you can speak to this well. Zone blocking, there's a lot of pushing and shoving going on. I really do think, whereas these guys didn't get a lot of big second contracts, they were sort of, hey, we'll pick up a guard in the fourth or fifth round. You've seen, especially in the last five years, that go away, and you've seen the money that guards get in free agency. It's because they're sort of a dying commodity because of the spread offense, right, John? Without a doubt. I mean, you know, you've got to be you've got to be agile. You've got to be quick, but you also have to have a nasty streak. You have to be a people mover. Um and, you know, there are a bunch of guys in this draft that really fit that mold. So, so I, you know, I really trust whatever J-Rob is doing. And, you know, what do you guys think? What do you think about J-Rob's ability to trade back into the third and get another third-round pick? I kind of I kind of think with the depth of this draft, there, it, it, J-Rob might want to double-dip right there. You know, first round aside, that depends on a lot of things. But after the first round, generally, you see some of these guys, they're movers, and some of these guys let it come to them. J-Rob is a mover, right, Lan? Oh, 100%. It seems – I think every draft so far, he's made at least two moves. So, to answer your question, John, yeah, I, I yeah. think we're going to see some moving. Uh, if not tonight, uh, definitely tomorrow. Without Maybe tonight. Yeah, probably tonight. You know, he's a he's he's a mover, and he gets things done. I wouldn't mind moving back from 51 for more picks. Absolutely. I like I like the second round. I think we've got a talented second round. The second round's always got good players. You just got a little bit of a – of a higher miss rate. I think this second round has got a little more talent than average just because of the interesting dynamic of uh, how, what an excellent defensive line class um, we saw last night. So, therefore, I think we've got several good receivers and corners uh, available. And so, for that reason, we're going to see more moving and we're going to see some really interesting players come off the board. Um, fellas, we love our Titans. Sometimes you're just lucky. Um, I don't want to – the the dominant story in sports the last three days has been this draft and this city. 
but there are other stories, and we don't bring anybody out. And and I'm I, it, this is not a, a swipe at them, because there's victims and there's people and there's issues. Um, but a lot of fan bases have to deal with a lot of really interesting questions, right? And sure. they have to have some tough conversations with their kids about what this guy did. And there's audio tapes and there's a lot of stuff, and anything can happen. And no fan base, no team, no players are perfect, but. We have uh, some excellent players, and we have valued character for a while. And when's the last time uh, a Titan embarrassed you guys in the papers? It's been a while. And uh, I think we take that for granted. Uh, we, we've met. We've run into a few guys. Um, John's one of my best friends of all time. I turned around and saw him today after we had a certain interaction. He had tears in his eyes. <laughs> and you know what? It sounds weird that we like these guys, but you know It matters to us, and it really helps that these guys are, are decent guys. John, who, who do we meet today? Oh. It was unreal, you know. Um, so we were riding scooters downtown Nashville, which is one of our other favorite things to do. And all of a sudden, somebody in a car, you know, rolls by really slow, windows open. He's like, "Yo, that's my jersey." So we take a double to double double take. It's a Dory Jackson, and I just dropped the scooter. I'm like, "Oh my god." You are one of my favorite players. You know, we went to see, we went to Philadelphia to watch you get drafted. I made an awkward scream when you got drafted. It was unreal. And, you know, like Nathan talks about these guys with high character, he did not have to do that. He had somewhere to be. He could have just kept rolling. But no, you know, it's the players we draft and the character of these guys. We pick them up, you know. And and honestly, he could have just said that, you know, to get attention. But Adoree Jackson... You can tell he was sincere. He really, and then you know, I told him how much I liked him. I told him that I, you know, he's my favorite player. We watched him get drafted, and that meant something to him. And that really yeah, did. You can see it right there. And you know, he was so appreciative, you know, of wearing the jersey, of representing this team in this town. You know, it, it's just the way we build this team. It's, it's a fine art. It's getting these people, getting these high character people, and I think that's one of J. Rob's best best talents is getting getting these high character guys. And I think Vrabel's on board with that too. So I, I just think we do a really good job of getting these kids and, and turning them into incredible role models and incredible people in the community. Sometimes we have to take a step back and say, yeah, we want to win a Super Bowl. Yeah, we want to we want to win more games. We have a winning record each of the last three season, uh, seasons. There are uh, less than 10 uh, NFL franchises that can say that. Yeah, do we want them more? Yeah, absolutely. I'm not okay with that. But we're at a standard that most teams don't get. And uh, like we said, and these guys don't embarrass us. Uh, so sometimes you have to take a step back and sometimes you have to meet one to say to see that, like, you know what, this team is being built the right way. Uh, these guys are young. We, we haven't peaked and we're already winning. And uh, this guy obviously isn't inside his own head. If he would stop, it must be trippy to drive by and see a stranger wearing your – a jersey that he paid uh, more than a hundred bucks for. He stops, not at a red light, say, "Hey, man, that's my jersey." Right. That 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 is just it was a really we run into these guys. We met these guys uh, before, but I, I got a really good feel for that kid, and I just really uh, thought it was awesome. Landon has his favorite player, and he met him yesterday. Yeah, like John, I got to meet my favorite player during the draft. Shirtless. It was yeah, shirtless. <laughs> It wasn't as personal because it was an official event at the draft experience on the stadium side at the autograph stage. It was Corey Davis. I waited in line for an hour and a half, two hours, which was fine. I got right on. That was fine. I got online. I realized the way they were signing jerseys, you had to take it off so they could put it on the table. That's how they're doing everything. I didn't have anything underneath, so I was about to have to 
sadly settled for him signing my hat. Then this guy, about five picks ahead of me, just just, t- just takes it all off. He's just shirtless doing it. And they don't care. <laughs> so I went. So I went with it. I also went shirtless. Got it signed. Yeah, it was it was a thing of beauty. Yeah, uh, you know, John captured it yeah. in multiple magnificent photos. <laughs> <laughs> and and then I was then when he handed me my jersey back, I told him, "Hey man, I was in Philly when you got drafted. I saw you get drafted. You're my favorite player, and all that stuff. And like the way, he, and he said, "Oh man, cool." But it's just the way he is because at least at the event, he just seemed really chill. Right. Like, it was, wasn't like was it wasn't like rude. Just like get going it. It was just like how he is. Yeah, he was sincere about it. He, he took yeah. the time out to acknowledge that, you know, Landon obviously is crazy about this guy and loves him. Yeah. And, you know, we it really, like like we said before, it means a lot to us. It meant a lot to Landon for that moment yesterday. And, you know, I hope it meant as much to Corey Davis as it did to Landon. I'm sure, I'm sure it did on, on some levels. Yeah, it was an event, but still, I mean, how many people here at this draft say, can, can meet that player and say, oh, I was there when we picked you in the first round. Yeah, I tra- I traveled from down here to up there to see you. I wonder I wonder if they'll talk about it tomorrow. Right, nearly nine hundred miles to go see a, a college player, you know, get picked for the NFL draft. I mean, it, it's just it's unreal, and you know, we love this team. And maybe they'll tell each other about us tomorrow. <laughs> like we both maybe we both look, we yeah. both saw someone that was right. there in Philly when we saw when we got drafted. Yeah, that 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 could be very true. That's a hilarious point. They could be sitting there, and, you know, be like, "Oh, I met some kid that said he saw us." Cordes is going to be like, "Wait, was yours wearing a shirt?" <laughs> <laughs> These guys are remarkably well adjusted for the pressure and the fame that they have, and we we are appreciative of them. Boy, we sound like super fans now, but we all know people in position like this that just don't seem to get it. And These kids understand; they worked hard, and they get it that they're going to stop on the side of the road and talk to you. Or they're just gonna act like they actually like to be there when uh, when, when they're signing autographs. Uh, I'm proud of this team. I'm proud of the city. I'm proud of how everyone has represented themselves. I didn't see a lot of shenanigans. I just saw a lot of fun. And guys, that brings me to my last point. Come tonight. Uh, there's a lot of Titans fans here. We need more. Come down here. I think a lot of people see it on WSMV and think, "Oh man, I can't go out I and mean, I can't be in that." There is parking um, at the at the Titans lots. There's parking. The churches north on Woodland, uh, as you come into East Nashville, are there. You can park in the Gulch and take the free circuit. Uh, come here and have a good time. Tomorrow, bring your kids. It is a kid-friendly place. Oh, it will definitely. especially be tomorrow because it's going to start at, I think, about 10 o'clock. Uh, go over uh, the bridge. Uh, there's a lot of fun stuff for the kids to do. They have kids, special stuff. They have the the NFL Play 60 or whatever. There's just It's really fun and interactive. They've done a really good job. With all that, and it is is walkable. I know some of y'all think downtown and uh, whatever, and maybe maybe last night it was a little more uh, party than it would be uh, carnival. But Saturday is going to be more like that. Uh, come represent the Titans, wear your blue, and uh, it's just so it's an experience that you, you it's just not going to be back. Uh, we talked today about you know the combine is in Indy every year. <laughs> the draft should be in Nashville every year. There's not two. There's not an event in a city that doesn't go. Uh, as well together. I know this is going to be a road show for the NFL for a long time, but you know what? Every draft. I, I know I'm a homer, but it's not hyperbole to say that every draft is going to be compared to this one. Yep. So great job, Nashville. Great job, Titans. Great job, NFL. Uh, please come down and see us tomorrow. And other than that, guys, we're going to go on a deep dive of all this stuff in the next few days. We're going to go ahead and touch base with y'all. Thanks for listening. Uh, guys, tighten up. Tighten up. Tighten up.